This is Dr. Tio Wan Lin, and in this series of Dermatologist Talks Signs of Beauty, I will be chatting with my dear friends who are featured in my latest book, Conscious Beauty, a coffee table book that chronicles different perspectives on beauty. Conscious Beauty is available on Amazon Kindle, and 100% of proceeds go to our nominated charities, Action for AIDS Singapore and the United Nations World Food Programme. Today, I have with me my first guest in the series, Sarah Malako Lane, the gorgeous supermodel turned actress who has also been on multiple magazine covers and has starred in various movies, most notably as the female lead in the Kickboxer remake and the psychological thriller Sunchoke, which is played at the Stanley Film Festival. Sarah is currently taking a break from acting and is now the proud mother of toddler Xander, who is growing up really fast. So big hello, Sarah, and thank you for taking the time to be with us. How is everything? Hi, my pleasure. I'm so excited to be chatting with you. You're so busy. I feel like we never get to talk these days. Well, not as busy as you, for sure. <laughs> Everything's good. We're just getting ready for Xander's first Christmas. Um, we're super excited. My parents have been able to come and visit, so they're going to meet him for the first time. So we're really excited about that. Wow, that's lovely. Well, you know, for our listeners, in conjunction with the launch of this book, Conscious Beauty, this podcast series aims to shed light on how different individuals in the beauty industry perceive beauty and interpret the term conscious beauty. So starting with Sarah herself, who is literally one of the most beautiful women I know both inside and out. Sarah, you started modeling really early at the age of 12 in Thailand and Asia. Do you think that being in front of the camera from such an early age affected your perspectives on beauty? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think that when you're at such a young age and you're kind of you're in your formative years, your brain hasn't really fully formed um, and your whole life is about looking a certain way because you're in front of the camera, beauty becomes a very, very conscious thing in your head. You're very aware of how you look and how it's perceived. And I mean, for me, it was kind of like how much power and kind of prestige it offers you, which is, I think, is a very dangerous thing for such a young mind to kind of navigate. So I think I, I don't recommend being in front of the camera at such a young age. But for me, like it took a while to kind of understand it. And I had to do a lot of a lot of work on myself to kind of realize that that beauty at the end of the day, it was important for a while, but it's actually not that important. And I'm, I'm talking about external beauty. Well, you know, that's absolutely true. And, you know, one of the, the things I, I find in my dermatology practice, um, you know, and it's the same uh, for most dermatologists because we are dealing with individuals with visible imperfections of their skin and their hair. And, and so, you know, a lot of times we're dealing with psychosocial issues yeah. and, um, you know, being in media, we you know, you, you probably have seen the direct impact of how uh, beauty, you know, being portrayed it is, the, the way it is, you know, um, yeah. as an ideal, really influences the psyche of the ordinary man and woman on the street, isn't it? So I, I think yeah. it's something that, um, you know, you probably have become so much more aware of simply because you were a part of the industry yourself. Yes. Now, do you think that there was ever like a point when um, it, it caused you to 
um, you know, really make the decision um, to, to change the, the perspectives you had that was um, contrary to what was being put on you. Because as you mentioned, um, a lot of it is, is like an imposed idea of um, beauty, isn't it? Like an ideal and uh, that's associated with materialism, power and prestige. Was there a point that you remember, um, you know, like a, a turning point where you felt that it, it was really um, something that woke you up? Yeah, I mean, I think I just went through a, a phase and I think a lot of women could relate to this where you literally like every day you're doing something for your appearance. If it's not like a, a hair treatment, a haircut, a facial, uh, clothes, you're working out every day at the gym and, and this whole thing becomes exhausting after a while. And if you think about why you do what you do, you're like, oh, well, I'm going to go get my hair done. So I look cute tomorrow. I'm going to go get a facial. So my skin looks good. So basically every single day of your life, you're doing something for the sake of your appearance. And after a while, it just becomes really exhausting. And I remember, I remember I was like, just randomly sitting in a cafe somewhere. And I saw this woman reading a book, she was sitting across from me. And like, clearly she hadn't, I mean, I don't know for sure, because I didn't speak to her, but clearly she hadn't done her hair or her makeup. And she was just just kind of doing her own thing. And I looked at her, I'm like, Oh, my God, this woman is so beautiful. There's something about her. <laughs> I want to be that woman. She was just engrossed in her book. And I don't think she was worrying about when the next hair appointment is or like if she needed to wax her brows. And I've never forgotten that moment. And I always try to like, when I get caught up in my own madness of all this, I always try to remember her. And I remember like she was just so simply beautiful sitting there and 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 all of this external stuff that we kind of force ourselves to do is just so unnecessary at the end of the day. I mean, I do believe in, in good health. I do believe in working out for health. And I do believe in seeing a good dermatologist because um, taking care of your skin, not from an aesthetic per perspective, but just from a health point of view is very important. Well, that's really insightful. And, you know, I'm very impacted by what you just said, because, um, you know, I think in in my uh, perspective, when I, I first met you, you know, what really struck me was that um, you were very naturally yourself. So I, I'm not sure if there's a more sophisticated way to put this, but, um, you know, sometimes when we um, form a certain judgment of, of a person, we wonder if it's because of our own personal biases that we are, you know, assessing the individual. And my, my work, um, you know, as a doctor requires me obviously to meet lots of people. And, um, you know, I, I have to say that I, I do make up my mind about individuals um, quite, quite quickly, um, but not in a way that's um, sort of judgmental, but it's, it's just like a, a natural human reaction. And, you know, one of the things that I noticed about you, and clearly you're a big star, you, you have like so much under your belt and you're so humble, you know, Sarah. So it's really amazing that you're saying this. Um, all I can say is that you're certainly practicing what you're preaching. So, we know that you went on to become um, a, an actress in LA. Did it feel like a dramatic switch from modeling and how did it affect you? I actually really enjoyed the transition, especially from moving from an Asian market, which was uh, in Thailand where I started my career and moving to America, which is you're kind of a much smaller fish in a huge ocean as opposed to being like a big fish in a small pond, which is what I was when I was working in Thailand. So I really 
actually enjoyed being the small fish in this huge ecosystem. I felt like I could learn from so many other people and I felt I felt anonymous, which I, I kind of enjoyed that feeling. I felt a lot of freedom um, to be able to be myself. And I feel like acting, yes, you have to be aesthetically pleasing in a, in a certain way. Your face has to have some sort of character to be appealing to be on TV or in the movies. But you don't necessarily have to be conventionally beautiful. And there's not this like obsession with youth and and being ultra skinny like it is in, in the fashion industry where it's all about showing off clothes and projecting an image. Acting is is about telling a story and, and creating a character around that story. So it's it's really a completely different art form and, and more liberating, I guess. One of the problems I see in uh, today's society, and at least from my experience working with a lot of young people, is that we often feel like we are forced to follow a certain mold. And if we do not attain a certain ideal, which may be in the form of a status or an aesthetic, then you know, it gets people feeling uh, frustrated and depressed. But at the end of the day, um, as you said, for example, acting is an art form, and primarily because it allows you to express a character and um, that's much more than your appearance. It's, it's got to do with your thoughts, your emotions and you know really just um, you know having the ability to impact another person um, and influence them through this art form. Now um, you know something you said Sarah in your book it really resonated with me. Um, you mentioned that being kind and serving others shows a lot of inner beauty and to me that's totally true and yet overlooked in today's society. Um, I really want to hear more about this from you. Um, I think, so I really try to wake up every morning and try to complete two things in my day, like one random act of kindness and one way I can serve another person or serve others in general. And I feel like at the end of the day, if I've completed those two things, which I don't end up doing every day, but at least I strive for that. Um, I think it takes you out of yourself. I think a lot of the world today creates very self-conscious people. We're constantly filtering ourselves on social media. Um, we're constantly telling our own fabricated story so that we can post it on Instagram stories so that other people can kind of be envious of our lives. And, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of it too. But if we just, if, if I just stop and think of these two things, like a random act of kindness and how to um, be of service to another person or a group of people, at least I feel like, I'm not so caught up in the madness of, of today, of what goes on in the world today. So it, it can really be anything. I mean, a random act of kindness can just be opening the door for someone who's clearly struggling, you know, um, and uh, serving someone else can just simply be, you know, I don't know, bringing a glass of water to your husband. Some days it's just that, you know, and then some days they're like massive acts. Um, you know, you just, I just try to get that done every single day. And like I say, I you know, quite a few days I fail, but the next day I wake up and you, you have another chance again. Wow, you know, that's such a refreshing perspective. It's simple and it's so honest and it's totally doable. You know, when I started this podcast, I, I wanted to shed light on the science of beauty. Um, you know, starting with skin health, you know, obviously, as you know, from the perspective of a dermatologist, but you know, what you said about um, you know, being kind, serving others, uh, reflecting beauty, it's exactly what psychology research shows. 
Um, you know, for example, it has been well established that individuals are able to distinguish between genuine smiles, um, uh-huh. so what we call Duchenne type smiles, and posed uh-huh. fake smiles. And you know, these genuine smiles elicit positive reactions in the viewers. And you don't get a genuine smile w- without smiling from the inside. Exactly. You know, yeah. So you know, the ability to elicit a, a positive emotional reaction is actually one of the concepts, one of the proposed concepts of beauty. As opposed to, you know, um, uh, if you may call ugliness a, a, a concept as well. Um, so what, whatever you find ugly, I think we can generally say it, it provokes a certain level of uh, disgust. As a dermatologist and privately as an individual, um, I do want to state that I feel no amount of Botox can erase cruelty in a person's face. Yeah, I mean, I've never heard anyone say this, and I don't really dare to say that to my colleagues. <laughs> but, um, you know, I feel that something I've entertained privately for a long time is that the way we age is, is actually really heavily influenced by our predominant facial expression. And on top of that, of course, our general skin health. Um, Well, more on that in another episode, but we are so glad to have had Sarah today. Thank you so much. It's so nice to hear your voice and talk to you. We, We definitely have to meet up soon. And we will. Um, you know, for our listeners, you may follow Sarah on her Instagram, Sarah Malakul, where she has a huge fan base of over 400,000 followers and for updates on her beautiful family. Sarah appears on the cover of the Conscious Beauty book with myself and Suki. The book is available on Amazon Kindle and the Dr. TWL Dermaceuticals web store, which comes with a complimentary sunscreen. 100% of proceeds goes to our nominated charities. Thank you for joining us, Sarah. And that's it for today's podcast on Dermatologist Talks, Science of Beauty. Thank you so much, Doctor. Thank you, Sarah. Till the next time.